0: San Diego police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 172, We're on the lookout for two men, described as soldiers, last seen driving Dodge Touring cars, one man has a deep boy. thought to be heading for Mexican border, these men are killers, that's all. million miles, over 2,000 times around the world. What a test for gasoline. That's the police car performance test, run for you by your police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and and emergency equipment last year. That's Rio Grande's cracked gasoline performance. Almost all gasolines are advertised as having more power, more pickup, more mileage, but no test compares with the operation of emergency equipment or police cars like your own have long, smooth, cruising miles that must be economical. They start and stop in traffic all day long. But when those accelerators go down to the floor and the sirens open wide, it's Rio Grande Cracks gasoline and only Rio Grande that powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment wherever it is sold than any other brand. Fifty million miles that should be the test to end all tests for gasoline as far as you are concerned. When those to whom gasoline performance means the most overwhelmingly choose Rio Grande France. And remember, Rio Grande's 50 million mile tests are run with the same gasoline that you can buy at your independent Rio Grande dealer. <laughs> Tonight, it is our pleasure to present Captain Harry J. Kelly, Chief of Detective of the San Diego Police Department. Captain Kelly. Good evening. The case you will hear tonight is an excellent example of what happens when human beings make the mistake of taking the first step on the wrong side of the law. One small thing leads to another until a final and costly error is made. That has taken another human's life. The men who find themselves assigned to the job of running a criminal in tonight's story, down, discovered that they had bitten off almost more than they could chew. It was more than a tough job. It was a seeming impossibility. However, because part of the early training in the importance of hanging on to a clue, no matter how thin it may seem, these officers managed to push aside the obstacles in their way and eventually accomplish the impossible, that of bringing the men back to face judge, justice. It was a long chase and a hard one, but it proved very definitely that in a final analysis, Time with a poor, pegged business. It is the morning of January 10th, 1918. John C. Shelton, lineman for the Consolidated Gas and Electric Company of San Diego, and two members of his crew are repairing a telephone line. The sun, shining brightly, throws shadows of eucalyptus trees clearly on the warm surface of a paved road. The sun, the heat, after a long siege of winter rain creates a relaxing atmosphere. The men long to be finished with the job, long to rest during their noon hour. Shelton is perched on the cross arm of a telephone pole. The others are waiting below. Are you going to want a new insulator for that line, Shelton? No, the insulator's all right. The line itself is just loosened a little. I'll get it in a minute. needs a little tightening is all. You can finish any time you want as far as I'm concerned. I'm hungry. I want to sit out in the sun and eat for days and days and days. Some nice, cool milk and good sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: seems to me are always hungry. Well, i got to keep going some way. I'll
0: bet you and Shelton would just as soon stretch out in the sun for a while. Isn't that right, gentlemen? What's that? I was just saying that this is a sort of a lazy day. Yeah, you're right. I've got this finished now. We can rest for a while. Ah, oh, say, this is a swell day, all right. Quiet, peaceful.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, there's a guy that has the right idea. Stretched out in the grass over there. He looks like he's out like a light. Oh, that's the life. Nothing to do but sleep and...
1: Hey, wait a minute.
0: He can't be sleeping like that. His face is right in the dirt.
1: Huh?
0: Yeah. You better take a one over there and see what's wrong with him.
1: Okay. Come on, Joe. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here
2: he is. This guy says it's in the back of his head. Mm. you better call the police, Johnson. Yeah. when will I tap this wire and see if I can get through a, a line in the police headquarters?
0: Acting upon this information, Chief Hayes of the San Diego Police Department immediately sends Detective Sergeant Terry Kelly and James Patrick to the scene. accompanied by Chief of Police S.P. McMullen and Captain of Detective Joseph Myers, the men... Make a search. From the body, they remove several letters in the wallet, which establishes the victim's identity as being one Frank McCurry, a San Diego taxi driver. Tire mark. show where a car has been driven off the road, stopped, turned around, headed back on the highway, going east. And slim as this leads teams, Myers and Curtis tried to call Others finish the investigation of the murder scene, then return to headquarters. The first move is to check on McCrary's actions as far as possible. And accordingly, Sergeant Joseph Lopez is assigned the task. His initial step is to interrogate a cab driver friend of McCrary. Is your name registered?
2: Yeah, but if you're a salesman, you're wasting your time. I'm very busy. No, wait. Now, wait a minute.
0: I'm sorry that you're busy, but I'll have to take some of your time. I would be interested
2: in anything. So wait a minute, will you?
0: I'm from the police. Detective Lopez,
2: and I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, are you sure you have the right place? I'm sure I didn't do nothing. Well, just calm down for a minute. I'll tell you what I want. Why do ask you some questions about Frank McCrary? you know him? Frank McCrary? Oh, yes, I know Frank McCrary. Has he gotten into trouble? I didn't think he ever did anything wrong. Oh, well, well, McCrary
0: was killed last night.
2: Killed? Yeah. Does his family know about it? They live right down the street. I thought everybody liked him. Who no, did wait it? wait just a minute, will We don't know who did it. It's found out on the road to Lemon Grove with a bullet hole in his head. Well, it seems funny to me that anyone... Dead. Um, everybody likes him. Now, look, him. do you keep your cab near McCrary's? Yeah, but I assure you, I didn't see nobody who did it. We all like McCrary. Hey, did you see him last night? No, I was busy driving a couple of soldiers. Uh, say, wait a minute. Where did you say they found McCrary?
0: Up in the road to Lemongrove. He was just off the side from some grass and wheat.
2: The road to Lemongrove. Lemon no. What's
0: the Southern Brown study about? Oh, i
2: you just thinking about them soldiers. Are... And about Frank being found on that I yes, Mr. Register. you've got something to tell me. How about coming out of a minute and talking?
1: Well, what I brought a couple of soldiers,
2: soldiers? Uh, out that way last night, you see. About halfway to Lemon Grove, they got on my nerves, and I pulled a gag and brought them back. They both had blue cap cords. What's the cap cords got to do with it? Oh, I don't know. Only I just have to remember them, that's all. see. Okay. well, look, suppose you tell me just what these
0: two soldiers did from the time you picked them up on. Can you do that?
2: Well, I didn't have supper until late because my wife's been sick. She had an operation. Uh, I guess I need to take No, him. no, don't bother. Just tell me what the soldiers yes. did if I will. Well, they came up and asked me to take them to Lemon Grove, you see. And I said, sure, boys, jump in and start it out. After a while, one of them leaned over in the seat and then asked questions about the car. I guess he's never driven a car and wanted to learn, you see. And I told him I'd teach him for $5. I've had quite a few people want to learn, you know. I think everybody should learn to drive a car, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Now, what did the soldiers do? Uh, well, this guy wanted to know all about the gear ships and stuff, and I answered his questions for a while, but when we got to National City, uh, he told me to take a shortcut down the road, see, and I knew there wasn't a shortcut, and I got suspicious, and I stalled my motor. I stalled my motor, you see, and I just pulled the choke out and stalled. <laughs> they didn't even catch on. I guess they're pretty dumb about cars, all right. I think they just even pull out the joke, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Then what happened?
2: Well, I was scared. Oh, I was scared, but I didn't let them know, see. I, didn't let them... I told them that I had engine trouble. I said, I guess we've got to go back, boys. And they didn't uh, say anything, so I turned around and come back well, uh, when we got within the city limits, they said they wanted to get out, and I said, Oh, heck, boys, well, I'll take you right back where I you up, I won't charge anything, either. though you should think what you don't get. They wouldn't hear of it, so I left them out at the edge of the city. They said they'd take the streetcar and the rest of the way. Well, I was willing to drive back downtown because I had to go there anyway, but,
1: they <laughs> just got out. Uh,
2: do you think you could identify them if you saw them again? Well, do you think they're the ones who did it? You're riding on them. they're both young. But they didn't look like they'd do anything like that. You know, i was a little suspicious at the time. I didn't think they'd kill nobody. If I thought that, you know what I'd done? I'd call the police. That's what. They were young. And they said, let's see, now they said they were from that one hundred and fifty seventh infantry. That's it. Oh, I've seen worse with them many. Wait just a minute, Mr. Register. Isn't there anything special you can remember about them? Well, let me see. Of course I didn't see him much, you know. She's so in the back seat. Only one of them talked, just one of them talked. So he was the oldest one i think. He said, Oh, a low voice, had an awful low voice. Say, there's Matt. He knows McClare. you want to talk to him? I'll call him overseas, Yeah, I'll yeah, call him,
1: Hey, right? oh, Matt, Matt! Yeah. Come here.
2: I, I don't think he knows anything about it. He's a pretty good friend of McCrary's. Come on,
1: Matt, hurry!
2: Paul McCrary, I didn't think nobody'd want to hurt him. Hello, Matt! Say, McCrary was killed last night. This is detective I was telling about how everybody liked McCrary. McCrary killed? Well, I was just talking to him last night. Why, that's awful. You saw him last night? Well, yeah, we said, fine talk for a
0: while. What sort of a car did McCrary drive? A, a Dodge, Dodge Chewing Car. Well, now, did you happen to see two soldiers around while you were there? Yeah. He came up and hired his car while I was talking to him. you know who did it? No, no, we are trying to find out. Well, you tell me what these soldiers did. Well, like I said, we were standing there and
2: they came up and asked Frank how long would it would take to drive over to Lemon Grove. And he said it would take about an hour and a
0: half and they said it would be fine and jumped in the back seat and drove down Fifth Street. Mm-hmm. But what time was that? Well, I'd been to a show it was about. About yeah, 10 You know, it just thing.
2: doesn't seem right not to have poor old Frank around no more. Oh, uh, I'd like to lay no, my no, hands on. Just a uh, moment. Do, uh, do either of you know if McCleary carried much money around with him? Well, no, I, no, I don't no. think so. None of us carry much more, you know, just enough to make changes in state these times. You never know. I never carry anything but a few tools out of my front seat. Frank used to carry a lap robe in his. I, I never do that. You know, I well, remember one a minute, time... A it, you say you carried a lap robe? Yeah. I remember. It was a bright-colored
0: one. Blue and red check. Well, that may help. Now, look, Metz, do you think you could tell them if you saw them again? I'm oh, sure. I could tell them in a minute. i got to get memories of faces. They were young, and both of them were dark. The older one, the one who did all the talking, had sharp features. And the young one had flat features. He was shorter. Mm-hmm.
2: Remember anything else? Say, hey, listen. Did the one who did the talking have a low voice, Mets? Low yeah, voice? that's right. He had a deep, deep voice. They must be the same ones. I remember the voice. Say, hey, did they get to, get out with you two? Yeah, only I got suspicious and turned around when I was out in National City. Yeah, and supposing I hadn't turned around. Maybe McCrary would be talking to you, and I'd be laying out there with a hole in my head.
0: A short time later, Myers and Kelly, who were heading east on the road where McCrary was found, called their office in San Diego. Learn what has been discovered there. Learn that the two men they are following are soldiers. One with an exceptionally low-pitched voice, if they are traveling in a dodge touring car, turn to the brightly colored lap robe. The seek clues, they continue along the road, take to the suspect, which leads to Imperial Valley. Pick up more bits of information. The foreman of a railroad construction gang reports that he has seen a dodge touring car parked on the side of the road with two soldiers working on the motor. The men rest to the spot, find nothing but a few footprints and an oily rag. Realizing, however, that they're on the right track, and that the men have lost time, they see well Central. Go to the sheriff of Imperial County, James Applesfield, request his cooperation. Sheriff, we followed these men from San Diego. We're sure we were on the right track. In fact, we found places of them just a few miles outside of El Centro. But we're going to have to have help now. You see, there's so many places they might go from here that, well, it would be next to impossible for two men to accomplish anything. We know we're close to them because they had engine trouble. We've got to have help now. Well, I'll be glad to do all I can, boys. Now, if the men you're trailing are the murderers, they'll undoubtedly head for the Mexican border. Are you sure they're in uniform? Well, they've been identified as soldiers by everyone we've talked to. Well, in that case, they'll have a hard time getting into Arizona. So I think the logical place to look for them is along the border. I'll call Calexico and have the officers from there make all the border points. Sheriff, Mr. Price outside wants to see you. All right, send him in. Yes, sir. I'll get that call in. Uh... Can you think of any additional dope on those men? No, I think you have it all. Okay, I'll pass it along. That's yes, it. Hey, get me the collective Police. That's oh, Hello, Bright. I'll be right with you. Oh, there's no hurry. Collectigo Police, Johnson speaking. Hello, Johnson. Apple still speaking. Oh, hello, sure. Something I can do? Uh, yes. Uh, I'd like to have you cover the border road for me and help me pick up some men, Johnson. Now, here's a description. There are two of them, both in Army uniforms, 157th Infantry. Both dark. One has a very low pitched voice. Huh? Yes. Yes, that's right. A low pitched voice. Yeah, both young. They're driving a Dodge touring car. And that's all we have on them. Well, keep our eyes open, sir. All right. We'd like to get them. They're killers. Now let me know as soon as anything develops.
2: What's all this about, Sheriff? These men in a Dodge. Uh
0: a couple of men who committed a murder in San Diego or in this vicinity.
2: Did you say they were in a dodge steering car? Yeah, that's right. Why? Says I passed a car like that on my way into town just a few minutes ago, parked on the side of the road. Following up this
0: bit of unexpected information, Captain Myers and Detective Kelly, led by Bright, are soon examining the car, which is a ruin. A brightly colored lap robe positively identifies it as belonging to McCrary. The spot where it is found is only a few hundred yards from the international border, which is unguarded at this point. But one conclusion is left. The fugitives have crossed the border into the Republic of Mexico. After a short conference, Myers and Keller decide to continue after them personally. Hurried plans are made. And Deputy Sheriff Henry Gonzalez, well known along the border, is summoned. Gonzalez, you probably know better than we do what we're going to get into down there. The, uh, no. From now on, everything depends on luck. We may get help from the officials, and we may not. no matter what happens, we're going to do everything we can to get those men see, see, I will do everything I can to help. So early on the morning of January eleventh nineteen eighteen, the three men crossed the border, speed along the nearly impassable Mexican road. Suddenly, with no warning, their car comes to a shuddering halt. Refuses to start again. Surrounded by an inquisitive group of natives, Myers at the wheel listens to the discouraging sound of a laboring thought. Well, it looks like we're through with the car. Sure, it is. I'll try it once more. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, She's all through, I guess. No fooling. Gonzales, see if anyone in this crowd has horses that we can buy. See, I should. I
1: you car in the world
0: that you stand up on these roads. Yeah, fine country. <laughs> Just the place I've been looking for to spend my vacation, I don't think. Senor Maya. Yeah, what luck? Senor, uh, this man, he has horses. He always goes to the American people, the friends' man, Two Americans? Good. Get him to stay here and ask him where we can get a hold of the police. <laughs> by a group of Mexican police, over within two miles of the land where the fugitives have been seen. Hey, you know, you know, this ride can end any time. As far as I'm concerned, boy, I might say that I'm just a little bit sore. Yeah, no, I guess we aren't the men we used to be. I'm beginning to feel it, too. Yeah.
1: Hey,
0: look at Gonzales, you know. He's like a... Take a second, that's saddling. Oh, that guy was probably born on a horse. Yeah. Hey, look. They're all stopping. What do you suppose is up?
1: Hey, Gonzalez,
0: What's yes. the idea? Tell him to keep going. One minute, senor. i find out why they are stopped. Walk in the bar, Mark. I'm a senor. I'll run till to be the in your mano. They, uh, they said they will go no farther. They say these ranch, belong to one of the men's brothers. You tell them we don't want the brother. Tell them we want the men that are there. Sure. I already tell them that. They say the men are friends. They say they will not go. Well, we'll go alone then. Find out how to get there. They will not tell me, senor. They say we cannot go. It will be mad. I think it is better we do not go. Oh, I'm not going to give up when I'm this close. You tell him to go back. We'll find the place. I think it is better we do not go, senor. It is better we keep friendly. Walked at every turn, Myers and Kelly once again find themselves left with no choice but to return to Mexicali. But arriving there, they find news. The foreman, who earlier had tipped Gonzalez off as to the whereabouts of the suspects, claims that less than an hour after Myers and Kelly had left for the ranch, the two soldiers had appeared in Mexicali. When they apparently had discovered the fact that they were being followed and had left immediately. Realizing that this makes matters even worse than before, the two detectives first checked with the Mexican military commander of the district of Baja California, Governor Esteban Contu, who promises to have all his posts keep a lookout for the criminals. Then call San Diego to inform Chief Hayes of their progress, and here they receive their second piece of news within the day when Chief Hayes orders them back to San Diego, says he has uncovered new evidence as to the identity of the wanted men. Accordingly, Myers and Kelly make the drive back to San Diego. Find that from a list of army deserters, two men, and pictures of two more men answering the description of the murderers are being held for identification. The first two are released after being faced by Mets and Register, the cab drivers. But when they are shown the pictures of the other two...
2: These are the two... These are the ones who took the ride with me. They're the same ones, only I got suspicions and I came back. I remember this one. He's the one that told me to go down that street. He's the one that had the low voice, and he's the one that asked me all about the gear shift. I thought it was funny at the time, too. Are they the ones who killed McCrary, Where are they, if I could just lay no, my wait hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let's have a
0: look uh, at These me. are the ones, all right. Remember I told you one had sharp features? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is him. He's the one that had the deep voice. This other one had flat features, just like I said.
2: They're the ones that drove away with McCrary that night, and I'm sure
0: of it. Fine. Well, that's about all you can do for us now. We want to get in touch with you later, so don't leave town unless you let us know. We'll call on you when we need you. Goodbye. So long.
2: I told you I had to write. Okay, the on. On, uh, I
0: know. Now, Kelly, you go out to Camp Connie. Gather every single article you can find that belong to either of these men and bring them in. Right. We've got a little more to work with now. Check up on the Army records, too. Mm-hmm. Later, the officer returned. Well, how'd it go, going? Uh, Not so hot. They made a good job of it. They destroyed every bit of writing they had except these three cards. Wait a minute, I find them? There they are. They're so dirty you can hardly read them. What are their names? Uh, William B. Grissom and Horace St. John Clark. St. John, huh? That's a good one. Yeah. Clark enlisted at Parkdale, Colorado, and Grissom at Denver. Let me see those cards. Can make anything out of them? Yeah, I made a name out of one of them, but you better check it and see that I see. Gladys. Gladys Galbraith. I think that's it. Here's an address, 1900. 1900 Stout. 1900. Say, what's this? Park Car 40. Park Car 40. I've heard that before. Well, boy, it doesn't mean a thing to me. Wait a minute. I've got it. I remember it's a car line in Denver. That's it. I didn't know that you ever been to Denver. Sure, I lived there for about three months. That's what it is, I'm sure of it. This must be an address there, too. Sure it is. I remember South Street now. Get me a clerk. I'll get a letter off the police in Denver and have them get a hold of this, Gladys Galbraith. The Denver police, on receipt of the letter, go to work at once. Detective George E. Henry J. Gentry, are sent to the address. And an hour later, they have Gladys Galbraith in their office or questioning her. Now, uh, Gladys, do you know two soldiers named
2: Grissom and Clark? Yeah, I know Bill Grissom. Why? You heard from him lately? No, I'm married now, and I don't want to have anything to do with him. I don't want to be bothered about him. Well, uh, where is he now, you know? No, I don't know where he is, and what's more I wouldn't tell you if I did? What do you think of that? Well, if you don't know where he is, you can't help it. That's right. Can I go now? Sure, you go. Thanks.
0: What's the idea, Ede? She knows more than she's telling. I know that. We're going to keep our eyes on her and watch her mail. If she thinks we're through with her, she'll be natural. You know, she'll keep on doing the things she usually does. Oh, I get it. And I'm just the boy to do it. So long. <laughs> days passed and nothing developed. But on the third day, Genty intercepts a letter addressed to Gladys Galbraith. And after one glance at the signature, he bursts in on Eve. The letter from Grissom. Good. Let's have it. Hmm. Don't tell anyone I am here. My life wouldn't be worth a dime if you did. I am working at the John Smith Ranch, 12 miles from Fountain.
2: Listen to this. Come to Fountain on Tuesday. We'll meet you there, and we'll have the ranch payroll. We'll go to Mexico. I'll meet you at the corner of 3rd and Mill Street. Uh, well, Gentry, something tells me you and I are due for a little trip to the corner of 3rd and Mill Street in Fount. and
0: South. On the next day, at one thirty, he and Gentry are in the little town of Fount standing on the corner of 3rd and Mill Street. A quiet little town, eh? Yeah. How are we supposed to pick out these guys and there isn't anybody on the street? Well, there's no danger of any false arrest. That's one thing. Hey, don't look now.
2: But I think our men are walking this way. We've been looking around as if he's expecting somebody. Let's just slip around the corner here and see if they stop them.
1: Hello, boys.
0: You're waiting for someone? Yeah, let's see you guys. Hey, you've got an awful low voice, haven't you? You wouldn't be William Grissom, would you? No. Nah. Come on, let Now, go. wait just a minute. I kind of think you are, Grissom. And Grissom that killed a man in San Diego. What do you think of that? you Grissom that wrote the greatest jailbreak and said you'd meet her here with a payroll from the Smith Ranch. On that. Come on, quit stalling. We got your cold, Grissom, and you too, Clark. us St. John, Clark. How about it? I, I, Come I'm on, a... spill it. Your name's Clark, isn't that right?
1: Yeah.
0: Shut up. Well, there isn't any use, Bill. These guys have it. Keep your mouth shut before I shut it for you. Yeah, but they're liable to start shooting if we don't go with them. Why, you cheap little squealer. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Don't do that, Joe. I'm
2: only trying to keep us out of more trouble. I'm slapping your face off of these flats, but... Why, you? Bill! All right, boys. I hate to bust this
0: up, but we've got got a date. 16th, 1918, Griffin was found guilty by the General Court Martial Board of Camp Kearney. Citizens and fearless and efficient law enforcement. Orange County again specifies Rio Grande cracked gasoline to power her police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment for another year. Every year, the list of cities and counties flying the Rio Grande banner grows larger. Oakland, Berkeley, Marysville, Fresno, Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, Pasadena, Monterey Park, San Diego County, Maricopa County. Coconino County, Arizona, and many, many other cities and counties specify Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline for its all-inclusive qualities of police car performance. And with Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline, the famous Sinclair Oil completes the police car performance combination, whether in emergency equipment or in your own car. D-Wax, D-Jellied, Super Refined Sinclair is sold in 45 countries of the world. For the finest lubrication of automobile, airplane, railway, and industrial motors. When you ask for Sinclair Oil or Rio Grande Cracked gasoline, ask your independent Rio Grande dealer for a copy of the new issue of Calling All Cars News. With latest radio and movie gossip, photographs of screen stars, featured articles, star interviews, and many interesting news stories. Make it a point to drive into an independent Rio Grande service station tomorrow and get police car performance in your own car. San Diego Police calling all cars. Attention, all cars. Cancellation broadcast 172 regarding a murder and a robbery. Suspects in this case now in custody. That's all.